Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Ruby Johnson. Ruby is the developer of the program Get Clear, Get Clean, author of the book Your Drug or Your Life and the e-book Drunk Enough. She is a facilitator, counselor and executive coach based in Adelaide. Ruby specializes in holistic psychonomy, which is a formerly holistic psychology. She also does breath work and other therapeutic processes. She developed the Get Clear, Get Clean program in response to a growing demand for dealing with the problems that alcohol and other drugs create in everyday life for so many individuals, families, and communities. Her original approach has inspired thousands to make a difference in their world. She combines creative ideas with practical experience in her approach to assisting people in improving their situation. As a counselor and executive coach, Ruby works with people searching for a better way of life and often therefore with people who are struggling with letting go of their attachment to drinking or taking other drugs to feel better about themselves and their lives. Her major passion is education and assisting people to move forward in their lives without relying on alcohol and other forms of self-medication to dull their pain or discontent. So please welcome Ruby. Hello, Ruby. Hey, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks so much for, for being here today. It's a pleasure. I know you've got some really uh, cool stuff that you're going to be sharing with the listeners out there. So in order for us to really kick off, I guess what uh, I'm curious about, and I'm sure the listeners are, is why are you so passionate about this topic, this, this thing of, of letting go and, and really beating these binges we have in life? Well, why, why are you so passionate about this? Well, Ben, my oldest son... Um, had something very difficult happen, happen to him early in his life and later on turned to alcohol and marijuana to help him feel normal, in his words. And so he's been through a lot. We've all been through a lot. And um, personally, although I've never had you know, that kind of addiction to that extent, I watched him go through so much pain and suffering that I just knew I had to do something. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And out of that come my journey, you know, my inner journey to um, assist my sisters. And then out of that came a whole raft of um, ideas and courses that I've developed over a period of time. So, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because when I finally decided I would do something specific about this, I wrote a book called Your Drug or Your Life. And in, in that process, I recognized how, you know, most people talk about, you know, you need all this will, you have to have this will so that you can overcome 
what you know what what whatever your addiction is in the end though for me unless there's enough love there for the self that just doesn't work so it was also a process of coming to this deeper and deeper love for myself and therefore for others that you know fuels the I have for this particular subject, but for all subjects of transformation. Got it. So you're saying there that there was a deeper love that assisted to fuel that. So when people who are listening out there, that they, they want to beat a binge or they want to break a habit or they want to potentially stop utilizing alcohol or drugs in their life, run me through how they do that. I mean, what are the steps behind that? Well, first of all, you know they need to have an awareness that there is actually an issue many people don't aren't even aware that there's an issue because they live in a culture that just says it's okay so so ruby you're saying the first step is to have awareness now um for the listeners out there this awareness thing what does that look like how do i do this how do i have awareness that that that's actually one of the key questions and i think that's where a lot of people need help initially because they're so entrenched in their community or their peer group or whatever it is that's fueling this particular addiction and and aiding and abetting it, so enabling it, that they they think that is what is normal. And so to, the first step of awareness is to start to ask the question of oneself, is this what I really want and is this the only thing that's available to me and what is it specifically that I'm doing and what effect is that having? So they're all questions associated with that very first step and without those questions, not necessarily in that order, uh, people don't raise their levels of awareness to the extent that they can go into that second step of acknowledging that this is where they're at. So, so, so just to check, so, so you're saying that the listeners out there can actually ask themselves a series of questions, and one of them is, you know, is this really what I want to be doing? Is, is this Correct. experience of life really what I want right now? And just that alone can bring awareness to their situation. Exactly, exactly. So, so simple, you know. A lot of this stuff is so so simple. So what's the next step after that? So and that's step two is that acknowledgement. So they'll go into, okay, I do have, you know, looking at my life now, it's not really what I want. You know, it's not really serving me or I can see the effect that it's having on my family, etc. Um, and without that acknowledgement again, then they're they're just going to keep, on their cycle of addiction and they won't seek necessarily seek the help that they'll need in order to sustain that over time on the other hand you know Ben I don't believe that everybody needs to see a counselor or anything like that I know there are certain people who wake up my son was actually one of them he just woke up one day and said I'm not doing this anymore made a different decision and did it you know but other people do need that more structured kind of assistance got it so they've got the acknowledgement that mm -hmm. uh, either they need help or something does have to change and and then what happens then that the process of acceptance and these steps don't happen you know one two three they are cycling you know people yeah. are going in and out of each one they're not it's not like linear by any means 
So the acceptance process is one of the larger processes because, uh, for example, I had uh, a client come to see me. Well, her husband brought her along and, uh, you know, from her point of view, she knew she had a problem because of her husband's, you know, wanting her to bring her. And uh, But she herself didn't believe it was really a problem. It was only a problem for him. And uh, her, and she had an alcohol problem. She was over-consuming. It was affecting every area of her life, but she couldn't really see that. Now, it took her some time to go through, in and out of those first two steps of awareness and, and acknowledgement, until one day she she kind of looked at me and she said, oh, my God, I've actually really been affecting my family, haven't I? And so just to come to that level of awareness was super, you know, like important for her because she has five children for a start, you know. So she knew that there was something, but she didn't really believe that it was the alcohol. Yeah, right. So getting to that acceptance, um, for the listeners out there, that, that, that step itself can actually be quite a, a major step because just because you have the awareness and the acknowledgement of it doesn't mean that you're in an accepting space. Is that is that what you're saying? Correct, yes. It's it's as if we go into this dream that, yeah, well, I, I know I've got that problem. I know I've got that problem. I'm, you know, so... Yeah, right. You so know what? what? Yeah. Everyone else is doing it. What's the yeah, problem? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so why shouldn't I? And, you know, what does that... I mean, who cares anyway? You know, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not hurting everybody. Yeah, exactly. I'm not hurting anyone, for sure. Yeah. So, so when they get to that acceptance, what's next? What's the next thing they do? Well, again, this is a major key, and this... A, a pivotal point, if you like, because then they move into action. So, you know, and and the actions are dependent on that particular person and their particular drug. Uh, and when we go into action, as we know, that's when the real changes happen. The issue is if we um, people who go into action prematurely often end up just on the same merry-go-round again. Uh-huh, got it. Yep. So that if they go in too sense. early, you say it just it, it becomes this recursive cycle. Correct, because they say, Well that didn't work. See? Mm-hmm, no mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. one can help me. Nothing yeah. can help me. You know too you know, too bad, so sad. This is just how I am. Well, you know, my question is, well, who's that? Yeah. You know, right. Hmm. They take on that identity then, and it's just, you know, what's the point? So if we are taking action, what, what are some of the actions you recommend people take? Because I know your whole catchphrase, I mean, your whole slogan really is about taking a small step to start a big change. So what are some of the small steps people can take to create a big change? Well, mostly they... First of all, having you know accepted this is where they're at they then say to themselves, okay, well, what is it that's going to work for me? Now, I'll give you an example of my son because he his method does work for a lot of people and from his point of view, he just kind of did it because that's what, 
you know, appealed to him. I don't. It, it, I know he didn't do any reading. He didn't do anything. He just decided this is what he needed to do. So part of um, his idea was to set a goal. So his goal, first goal was not to drink on New Year's Eve because since he was quite young, that's what he has associated with New Year's Eve. And uh-huh. so for him, that was a big step. It was a little step because it was only one night, but it was a big step. And um, because he survived the night, he then said, okay, well, I, let's see if I can survive the day. And, you know, alcohol anonymous and, you know, NA, Narcotics Anonymous and all the anonymous groups, you know, that, which originated from that Alcoholics Anonymous, of course, mm-hmm. you know, their idea is one day at a time. Well, from my point of view, quite often it has to be one moment at a time. You know, I survived this moment. Okay, next moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, did I survive that 10 minutes? Yep, cool. Did I survive the, you know, this can be in any uh, milieu. For example, it can be when we're at the pub or it can be we're at a party or it can be at home alone. So, you know, did I, you know, so I survived an hour. Can I survive, you know, this morning or this afternoon and so on. So it's those yep. little tiny, 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 tiny little steps. And then gradually um, there's this um, movement towards uh, being able to get bigger and bigger chunks. You know, it's how do, you, how do we eat an elephant type stuff. Yeah. You know? And, and so there's a momentum that builds there by the sounds of it. Correct. And it's like a reinforcement. You know, I made it this moment. I can make it five minutes. I can make it ten. I can make it an hour. I can make it a day now. And that starts to expand out. Correct. It's that, and it's that celebration that we can, and that sense of um, achievement that I think is so critical. And that sense of achievement can then go in. Um, what my son did was he said, okay, well, I'm not going to drink it now until for a week. And then he did after he'd survived the day, you know, not for a week, not for a month. Then he started setting targets throughout the year. Well, I won't drink at Easter. I won't drink, you know, like at this birthday party or this other function. And his work sent him to the Hunter Valley (laughs) 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 on a conference. Yeah, exactly. And it was in November. And so I, I rang him during it and I said, how are you going? And he goes, well, I'm surviving. I'm getting there. <laughs> his next goal was Christmas, right? So yeah. he got and then he and then he got through Christmas, and then he said, "Okay, well, let's see if I can get past the year mark." My big thing, Ben, is that we start off and we go, "Okay, I'm going to do a week and a day, see how it goes." Like first of all, obviously the day, then a week, then a week and a day see if I can last out that. And if I can, then I'll do that, you know, two weeks and then a month and then a month and a week, you know, and then see if I can get to three months and a week. And then ultimately I say to people, if you can get through to a year and one month, now you have, you're beginning to have real choice. You know, prior to that, you still, and even today, like my son, who recognizes he's an addict, says, um, and, you know, I believe that even that appellation, that that name that we give ourselves can actually change. I believe everything is healable. 
So even that, um, you know, even after three years now, he just, you know, he was down here at Christmas, he said, three years, Ruby, you know, three years. So, um, and he's very proud of himself, but he, it's not just that, he's still counting. So it's only when we've stopped counting that we know we're over it. Got it. So when you stop the counting process, that's generally an indicator that things are all going the way they should. Yeah, well, the way we want them to, yes. Yeah, yeah. got it. So, so tell me, after action, what's the next, what's the final step then? Well, the final step is alignment. And, you know, again, these, I think these last, even the first two steps are the critical ones because they, otherwise the others don't happen. The last one, without that, they just, you know, again, they're not going to maintain that over time. And um, and I, again, with my son, he's been such a great teacher. I always believe my children are my gurus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they just teach me so much, yep. and, um, as do my clients. And so um, in this aligning process, what... My son did is he kept on saying, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, like my major goal is to make this distance because I want to feel good about myself. So his actual purpose, which is what drives alignment, was to feel good within himself, the good person. Got it. So, so just again, so we've got awareness, moving into acknowledgement, moving into acceptance. Then if we get through acceptance or when we get through acceptance, we move straight to taking action, little steps that create big changes. And then from there we align and we align to the things that make us feel good, good inside, good as a person. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of your, I guess, for want of a better phrase, road to recovery of how we start to transform and beat uh, these addictions. Am I getting that clear? Correct. Yeah, correct. Mm, mm. So, so I know I know there's many ways that that the listeners can connect with you. I know you've got an incredible website, Ruby Johnson. That's J O H N S O N dot com dot au. So Ruby R U B Y. So Ruby Johnson dot com dot au. And I see here you've got a whole bunch of stuff on meditation, and you've got books and coaching, and uh, obviously the results you get really do speak for themselves out there in the marketplace. There there are people all over the place speaking about the incredible transformation that they've been able to achieve by utilizing the systems that you've put in place over the many, many years you've been doing this. If there were some tips that you would want to give our listeners that they could instantly implement, you know, some, some immediate actions they could take, some, some simple takeaways, what sort of tips would you want to give them? Well, I think in the, in the drug realm, it's usually the... And I'm just going to do a little digression. It's usually the family that recognizes the problem first, uh-huh. and so before the before the person who has the problem and you know like is willing to do something about it. And so, as a guiding line for them, it's really they need to actually seek help themselves first because. I believe we're all the pebble in the pond. You know, we're sending out these vibrations. We're attracting all those people who are the similar ilk at the time around us. So we're operating under that 
that um, we don't even know we're doing it, but that vibration we're putting out is evidently coming back and, and giving us clues as to what to do next. So the tip for people who do use drugs, including alcohol, as a means of alleviating their suffering, and also those who are ready to have a good time without the need to drink or drug themselves, is I think the, the major thing is to decide, again, that decision, right, to take their physical, emotional, and mental health seriously. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because mm, I, I think that's probably the most common problem, you know, for those who say they're seeking change. We tend to know what we need to do, and or, or not even maybe we don't even know what, but we know we need to do something different, but we tend to brush it off and say, oh, it doesn't really matter next time and so on. Um, and, you know, it's getting ourselves ready, I think, to be able to go, okay, I've been doing this. That's brought me to this stage. Again, going back to that awareness, what do I do now? You know, like what can I do that is different? So, you know, it's taking, but it's taking ourselves seriously enough. Got it. So it's, um, so it sounds like an easy first step for people out there that are wanting to create change is to just, formulate the decision first and foremost. It says, I do want to change. I want to do something differently. And in taking that step, they actually inadvertently do the first step of your process, which is gain awareness of what's going on. Exactly. And then when they come to do the program, which there is a program that I've got online that's available. And, uh, and how that, can they find that? Is that just on your website um, there? Uh <laughs> My web guy still hasn't put up a link, I don't think, but there is a program that goes to getclearstayclean.com.au. So that's getclearstayclean.com.au, and the program's on there, and they can just download it and do it as an online video program. So getclearstayclean, getclearstayclean.com.au, they can just jump straight into the program there. Correct, and, and that'll give them a lot of tools. Like it'll give them that five-week support, and then it'll give them, um, you know, a workbook that they can work their way way through. And when I first initiated this program many many years ago, I um, under the banner of your drug or your life, um, I one of my students at the time had an addiction to um, speed. And so she and a friend who had an addiction to heroin, which is a nice combination they used to swap, um, yeah. they, they decided they really had to change their lives. So they went through this same workbook that I've got up online there. And they, they she just said it was remarkable, the amount of change. So part of going through that program, I always, you know, suggest to people if they're going to do the online version that they actually get a buddy to do it with. It doesn't have to be a buddy who has a problem. It can be, you know, some sort of support person. Got it. So go through it with some type of support person and you're going to increase your chances of success uh, with that. I really Correct. like it. Sounds like a really great um, free resource that they've got available there. And also, listeners, you can go to elevatebooks.com forward slash authors and there'll be a picture of Ruby there with her name under it. You can click on that and you can find out a bucket load more information 
about her and also uh, access even more of her resources to get you started straight away. So, so Ruby, is there any final words or final wisdom or an idea you'd like to impart on the listeners there? Well, uh, it's always tricky, you know, Ben, I, I find in these situations where um, I'm talking to an, an audience of all these individuals and they all have what they believe is, you know, the right, the, the right path to them, even if they don't know what it is yet. So I think for me the key is to keep an open mind to really understand what is important to them and to then do what is in their heart instead of you know going into their mind into their minds because the mind as we know is a very tricky place and hence the need you know I, I believe always for people to learn to meditate even if it's just you know just calming oneself down but that being able to take some time for the self and self-reflect is so critical to to the addict in particular because that's what they tend not to do. They just go, well, this is the easy road, and as we know, the easy road is the hard road, and the hard road is the easy road, ultimately, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't seem like that at, at this point in time. Yeah, I think um, the other cool thing is, is on your website, uh, people can actually learn meditation. There's an entire meditation program that you offer. And so it sounds like an easy step for a lot of people to do is to um, go to your free online course, but they can also join your meditation and they can actually start studying that. Mm -hmm. uh, so would that be a, a wise place just to, uh, as meditation is a thing for, that, that you think that you would recommend everyone does? I, I do, and I think it's an it's a kind of staple, if you like, in people's mm -hmm. lives. If if they're truly, or when they're truly dedicated to transforming their lives, so uh, it, I think that it partly because only we know what we're thinking in our own minds. Do you know what I mean? So to gain command over that means that we can then make the changes that in our hearts we know are going to benefit ourselves and others. Got it. Yeah, I like it. So uh, meditation really is the foundation that mm. allows you to move through the awareness and the acknowledgement and the uh, getting clear on the different ideas around the acceptance and then taking the action and then the alignment and you find that meditation is something that allows you to move through those processes more easily. Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> I know you meditate and you've been meditating a long time and I've been meditating for about 30 years. And in that time, I've seen that particular tool as the most important tool for me personally. Yeah. It's, it's what I just keep coming back to. It's the thing that really is my foundation. And all the other things are just augmented somehow. So it, but it's not the, the essence of it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, sorry. No, I, don't you, I don't know about you, Ben, but I, I often find that it's the initial step of doing something that's the most 
you know, like a, it feels like it's the most dangerous or it's the most difficult or it's the most, you know, um, humiliating even uh, because we have to admit that, you know, our lives are a mess. <laughs> Yes. And and once we get through that step, though, then everything just will and does start to drop into place. It's that first overcoming that, you know, intense, I, I think it's actually intense self-dislike, you know, where, yeah. you know, some people even, uh, you know, hate themselves. They hate their lives. They hate what they're, what's happening. And on the outside, they may look perfectly over um, someone who just says, well, I'm a functional alcoholic, Ruby, so that, and that's just how I am. But it's not how we are, you know. It's, it. So it's the way the, we imagine ourselves. Exactly. It's how we imagine ourselves and the actions that we take to reinforce that particular image or identity that we've created. Got it. So, so a takeaway for everyone listening could be that um, starting today, start to imagine yourself the way you want yourself to be. Correct. Exactly. Create that internal image. I love yeah. it. So, so very yeah. simple. Ruby, yeah. again, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I've really had a great time. I'm sure the listeners have learned a lot as well. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? I had a book um, then, but then I always do. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for those for the, the listeners out there that want to find out more about Ruby, she approaches everything with an incredible uh, sense of humor and a, a real lightness of being. And she really is a, a, a very talented and gifted uh, healer, for want of a better phrase. I guess I would use that phrase here. So, as always, if you'd like to uh, hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.